0: The Finley. The Finley. The Finley. The Finley.
1: Okay, so so there's um, we last talked about the original um, Mr. Finley. Yeah, we did a tribute Finley number one, mm-hmm. and so so sort of as an extension of that, we thought about talking about these four. Films. These four classic movies that, um, for reasons you'll explain, are called the core four. Right. Okay. So the core four consists of.
0: Uh, okay, so there's a bit, there's a, there's a there's a smidgen of controversy on this one
1: among uh, three, the three there's three maybe. ones, and then
0: there's the fourth one which j- my brother and I have never sort of agreed on. So, um, it's uh, the Guns of Navarone, uh-huh. uh, Magnificent Seven. Yeah. And bullet, All right, and then the fourth one was always kind of watery in my mind. But I, for me, it sort of came down to the searchers.
1: Okay, so what is it that makes a movie? I have to, I have to say this as somebody who was kind of on the the outside of the inner circle, let's say, right, with mm-hmm. in terms of of your dad. I'm and...
0: saying, I would say, here's the thing: I think you had your own sort of a circle going on with it.
1: Yeah, maybe. Okay.
0: maybe that maybe that explains it more. Um,
1: I don't think I ever really I'm certainly familiar with these films. as kind of the mainstay or like the center or near the center with maybe a few others. I'd even say of like what you could expect to find if you were watching films at your dad's place. But I never heard until much later this idea of the core four, which is clearly something you and your brother and your dad sort of came up with. Right, right, right. And so, I mean, when you say controversy; it's like a controversy between <laughs> you and one other person.
0: Yeah, well, yeah.
1: I suppose. But what what is it that It's m- terrible being
0: right? Though.
1: Why is it that the, what what made these qualify?
0: I mean, that's interesting. Rhymes, okay, so that's an interesting question. Now, first off, like the whole concept of the core four, I think is just. Yeah, again, during that, that, that last episode, we talked about um, how Dad had a tendency to ritualize things. So as much as anything, there's a certain quality of ritual to this, okay? Um, which is coming up. Well, that with, you'd have a core for, I guess. Right, ritual, right. right. The, the, just like the fundamental notion of this. And if anything, um, I would say these are, first off, four of the first movies that he ever recorded. Mm-hmm. I think the three, definitely, the three that are, uh, that are largely agreed upon mm-hmm. are, are like three of the earliest movies he ever recorded yep. that, that were ever part of his collection. So we watched the shit out of those at first, that's okay. for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, there's there just, there just got to be this familiarity with mm-hmm. it. Now, uh, Searchers was, um, was much later. And that's why I say it's, it's, it's a little bit watery. And Chuck's notion of what this list is also is a little different than mine. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a combination of those three things as, as much as anything. The only one in there that, I, that would absolutely be assured of its place, you know, let's just in, any kind of a sort of, you know, remove it from those circumstances would totally be Bullet. Like, Bullet, there's no question. That that's going to be one of the first movies.
1: Okay, so it's it's these are the these are kind of like the so your dad is it's 1980 or 81. He's got this <laughs> insanely like kind of um, yeah. like first computers yeah. big okay boomer he's yeah VCR yeah, yeah top loader. No one else that we know has one of these. Your dad well it, bark- it costs
0: like I want to say it costs like eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an expensive piece of. It was literally, it was nearly a piece of furniture. It was expensive. Most people did not have a VCR at this point. And you know, to buy a is blank
1: a, tape was like twenty bucks or more, right? Or
0: maybe more. I couldn't tell you for sure, but um, but but expensive for sure. And buying an actual movie, movie? Oh please! I remember that. Yeah, but so but but wait. But so
1: so it, he starts. He goes on this um, project. He mm-hmm. probably conceived it as a project of like he's going to make this. slowly build this collection of of classic movies right and so you're saying it might not have literally been the first three let's say
0: no it wasn't literally the first three but it's like
1: the first three of the the, of the first big batch that he's recorded that he thought these are like important they have to be seen
0: i want to say the first one we ever got actually was dad borrowed a copy of taxi driver Mm-hmm. That was like what like, I think that was maybe the first thing I ever saw in that VCR, or uh, which yeah. would make it any VCR I'd ever seen. Anymore. No,
1: and I remember, you know, he didn't, ha- he had <laughs> almost no films, at least in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That he were... did, he did, but, but
0: I want to say, I want to say, Bullet is like, I think he, I know that's, I think that's one of the first movies he bought, just how Wright bought that thing. Because that was, uh, that's a movie. That, I mean, that, that, that's a movie that had a, a huge amount of significance for him because okay. of the San Francisco Association. All right. Do you want to start? Well, okay. So if we're going to, if we're going to talk about the Core Four. Okay. Do you want to start there with Bullet? Let's start with Bullet. Okay, absolutely. I mean, if you want to talk about like the basis of the whole concept, I mean, Bullet would be, you know, it's the first. It's the first among equals, I suppose you could say, as far as that goes. It probably isn't even equal. It's a. It's a pretty pretty decent movie. (laughs) It's a pretty good movie, is it? I mean, that's a good question. Uh, That is an interesting question, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's. I always think of it as like a uh, when I think of Steve McQueen. I mean, Mm -hmm. we did a Steve McQueen episode. And we did not include Bullet, and the reason we didn't was I think we were thinking later on, we'd you do know, bits. yeah, we when really your dad we get them, to the we'd core four. Right? We get to the core four, and so that's that's the only reason. Because when I think of Steve McQueen, I really think of that movie almost before any other movie, yeah. perhaps except The Great Escape. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I yeah. mean, let's start there. Is it a better movie than The Great Escape?
0: Um, mm. it's an interesting question. See, the thing about Bullet is. Um, now, particularly if you're from San Francisco, there's a there's a heap of mythology around. Anybody I know who's from San Francisco, when I say you know great, uh, you know what's the greatest car chase in the world? Bullet. Or you know what's your favorite Steve McQueen movie? Bullet. Like Bullet is just if you're from the, that area, you're really skewed towards that thing. So there's yep. that. Could you
1: even? And by the way, it, it, would anyone? Who's talking about at least classic movies? Let's say right, because mm-hmm. somebody will come up with the Fast and the Furious or whatever. But let, let's say someone who's looking at our time frame of post, yeah. pre—I'm sorry, pre-1981—would anyone say anything but Bullet for for maybe. the best car chase French connection? Maybe.
0: Oh, that's good, but that's not a car chase. Okay, granted, but it, but it kind of is. But it kind of yeah 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 the Another one that would come in uh, actually close to it was uh, was the same director, same. Fucking stunt crew called the Seven Ups. Like, through, like, just like a that. couple of years later, pretty yeah. good, pretty good car chase in New York. Yeah, um, not as I, not as good. The the, the hills add a, an element to that car chase. So, no, I think you know it's. I, I think any honest director right now who does a car chase is gonna reference the fact that they watched. They got some ideas off the of bullet.
1: Yeah, not to get uh, uh, into the middle of of things, but since you brought up the car chase, and that's one of the first things that comes up. I mean. He, Okay, let's talk about the car chase yeah. before we even talk about no, the right, movie, right. since it's at the center of the movie. I mean, yeah. you know, if we say stupid, stupid things on this podcast, like the city was like its its own character. Like, <laughs> there's no shame in saying that the car chase is its own character or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like its own movie. Okay, well, it's like a little movie inside of a movie, and we have connections to it too because I know that my my one of the scenes. In the, film, in the car chase, the famous car chase from Bullet um, was filmed on the block where my mom was still living at home. And so, you know, she tried to get in it by leaning out uh, really? uh, the window. No shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. But I mean, look, that's a putting aside <laughs> the stupid thing. That people in our family always say about Bullet and the car chase, which is like, those streets don't connect naturally. It's right. like, I actually took that as a serious comment growing up as, as <laughs> a weird failure. It's like, yeah, that's every movie in the world. By the way, they don't, every film, car chase they don't film scenes in order either, dummy. <laughs> but but okay, so they, they strung together right, all right, these, right. if you're a native of San Francisco. Yeah, or it's or it's an of, absurd
0: where, where he is and, and turned the car chase quarter, is at any moment. Right.
1: Yeah, it's a ridiculous, but but to to but. to the novice, let's say, to the lay person, yeah, it's um, but but it's more than that. You put that aside and just take it on its own terms. The car chase is both exhilarating and ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and I I don't mean ridiculous in its grandeur. I mean the the classic. And I'll let you you make the comment. The classic number one observation you have if you watch Bullet as a kid, as we did growing up. Within the second or third time you're seeing it, what's the number one thing in that car chase that you start to notice? Oh, maybe I got it. I don't know.
0: know. A,
1: a certain green VW. Oh, v- oh, the
0: <laughs> There's a green VW v- that was beetle, clearly, yes. a, a, it, it, whatever that is. It appears in like five different parts of town. It, like, it loses a
1: hubcap and regains it at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, right. And it you're goes right. very, very gingerly, slowly. That just... Doodly.
0: Well, so this is a quality of video, Mm -hmm. right? Because in the movies, editing. I mean, yeah. Well, but.
1: yes in, in connection with editing what I'm saying is if you're watching the movie you might walk away and go did I see a green VW twice but in 1968 they're not depending on people going
0: roll that back right let's uh, it's a goddamn <laughs> v, uh, green VW
1: again so that's
0: one issue yeah, yeah, yeah with the car chase well you know it's a the, and there's another thing about the car chase too which is it's it's a combination of like a miracle of editing and then some really shitty editing <laughs> terrible editing there's, there's some really bad editing there's one part where,
1: where either the Dodge the Dodge Charger or or Steve McQueen's 1968 Fastback Mustang, one or the other, I can't remember, hits a car at going around a corner. but Yeah, it. it's the it's the, uh,
0: it's the the Mustang who does that. Yeah. And it just McQueen. skips. It just, and it's just missing you know. for several <laughs> yeah, frames. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's bad. And then some of the editing is great. Like, it just, you, again, they managed to edit different parts of town together very seamlessly in some cases. And then there's that. And I don't know how the fuck that ever got through, except it was kind of cool and it, you know, yeah, but uh, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. dumb idea because
1: I remember being so into it that I watched uh, a documentary, 15 minute documentary on like Steve McQueen, the man or whatever, about the making of Bullet. Right. And he made this claim that he and director Peter Yates, um, <laughs> one of them had said, we have to think of this as a Western. And instead of strapping on sidearms, they strap on like a Mustang in it. It's like, oh, it's oh, so shut no, shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, that is a great part of the movie. Yeah. But it is completely flawed, whereas I think lots of other parts of the movie are actually much more interesting and much more balanced as, you know, objectively speaking, or as a critic anyway, mm-hmm. removed from my, my nostalgia hanging out with you and your brother and your dad and my brother watching this movie, it, that are actually, it's a better film than other parts.
0: Yeah, for sure. But God, but the, but that but that chasing is so exciting, man. It's hard not to. You know, it's 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 kind of the crown jewel of the movie, even though maybe it doesn't deserve it as far as like, you know, the overall quality of the movie. But it's fucking it's, it's pretty cool.
1: Well, it's one of two scenes. It's that comes in the middle. and The other scene yeah. is at the end when when they have tracked down the real Johnny Ross. His, yes. Yeah, in the airport. At right? the airport, in it's the this airport whole fifteen-minute you know? segment at the airport of they're trying to figure out. Which, by the way. Anyone born after nine eleven, it's like a hilarious sort of prospect that people are jumping on and off planes. (laughs) You know, I guess stop and have a drink with the pilots. (laughs) Yeah, there was a day when you could just switch tickets with people and just sort of figure stuff out.
0: But Uh, it's a
1: weird movie because also it's a movie that, uh, of course, as with everything that I saw with at, at your dad's place. Um, it was beyond what I could actually comprehend when I first started watching the movie. And I mean, that that went for like violence, of course, in movies, but also just like plot lines. Because it's a movie that I think actually the older I get, the more I realize it's actually kind of a little bit fuzzy. It's It's not super clear the whole time. You just go along with the tone of the movie.
0: Which I guess kind of brings us back. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, no, that's absolutely correct. Because it's cool. It's fucking cool. And it and it and it fucking and it and it it lives and dies on that, right there as a movie. Yeah, might not be a great movie. I mean, it's it's a flawed movie in a lot of ways. As you say, the plot. If you sit back and really, if you really want, if you're just watching the movie and you Mm -hmm. don't get what the plot is, I get that. Sure, because it's not. They don't. They don't really. Everything is kept sort of uh, all, all. All the details are sort of are really vague. Right. right. You know, like one, one of the things, like, and this was a Hollywood thing at the time, for instance, they never said the mafia. It's always the organization or some shit like well, that. Well, I mean right?
1: more like, like it, it starts off with, um, in this office building and, and somebody, okay, hold on. Hold on. All right. Okay. So, um, it's my it, horses. <laughs> <laughs> There's an, a, a mob hit out on Johnny, Rotten. Johnny Ross, mm-hmm. Johnny Ross is in Chicago. He leaves us um, he escapes the plot somehow for, with some sort of ridiculous to be recycled the same year in the Thomas Crown affair like fog bombs that get thrown around in late 60s movies. His brother
0: who's played by Vic, Vic Tayback, Alice yep. he used to be. He used to be with, with uh, what uh, I consider uh, one of the greatest opening lines in a movie. But again, it's just a cool factor. It's totally
1: this so he, is Pete.
0: We lost him. So he let, So Pete lets Johnny, his brother, get
1: away. Right, and he, he knows he's on borrowed time, probably. <laughs> so so okay. Now 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 I feel. Johnny Ross because, has
0: been funneling money from the mob. He's been stealing. So he goes to San Francisco. So it's a little like Midnight Run at this point.
1: But wait, now isn't, now I'm already, I'm, oh, man, that runs a great movie, by the way. <laughs> okay. Sure. You know what? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and Now I'm feeling like the very problem I'm pointing out is I'm getting confused about the plot myself. So let me, let me give you part of the plot as I'm remembering it. And now correct me because I'm already, I'm feeling a little flustered here. So now Johnny Ross goes to San Francisco. Right. But in fact, it's not Johnny Ross who goes to San Francisco. It's a double for Johnny Ross. He makes a big show of going to the uh, the Mark Hopkins. Or is it the Fairmont? No, this is Mark Hopkins. Yeah, Mark Hopkins. He goes to the Mark Hopkins and he goes in and he makes a big show. This is back when you can go into a hotel and And pick up the mail. (laughs) Even if you're not a resident at the hotel, you could Uh. just get mail at a major hotel, right? Mm -hmm. See footnotes, see pocketful of miracles, et cetera. Right. So so By the
0: baby Robert Duvall?
1: Baby Robert Duvall, who actually already starred in *The Rain People* with, with Coppola at that point, somehow oh, okay. he's got this tiny role in this oh. this uh, Steven McQueen movie as a as a cab driver and that becomes important because the character of Robert Duvall can sort of um, explicate evidence or narrative evidence for people later on where people right, have right, been. Right. Anyway, sorry, sorry. So so Johnny Ross, but who's who's a double of Johnny Ross? Yes, goes to the hotel, makes a big show out of like I'm here to collect mail for Johnny Ross. Ross, Johnny Ross. He makes this big thing, mm-hmm. and he's seen put a, put there right good so he's seen there <laughs> Perfect so, podcast. so now yeah so now it, he he it's a ruse in order to create a rumor that the the newly escaped johnny ross is in san francisco right. to sort of misdirect right mm-hmm. okay now now we'll, we'll talk about what happens next and how steve mcqueen or robert vaughn and everyone gets involved but here's my question like i never even questioned like who who did that or how did that happen or you know what i mean
0: yeah, again, you really gotta sort of pay I mean, the, th- the truth of the matter is, is if you're really penitent and if you if you really put it together, it does make sense. But again, they don't they don't help you to do that. No, who okay, so, sent him out there? Oh, uh, but Johnny Ross. Johnny Ross paid him to go be a double for him yeah. and also to go into witness protection for him and then set up the hit. It's like it's like the okay, so so like my... ending of uh, of uh, uh It helps if I can remember that other movie's name. Um, but it's the you know the the only person who gets away from the mob is the one who fakes their death. Oh, so not he's... the usual suspects. No, no, no. Uh, uh, God damn it! Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I,
1: but my, my point is okay. So I I think I was on. I have it right. I, yeah. It wasn't apparent to me when I first saw the movie. I was just oh, going on tone. You'd have to. That. Yeah. But but my point is that when you really pull back from it which maybe you don't want to do as as a lover of movies that's a, a that plot element stinks what do you mean? He just hired someone who looks like I'm like, I, like that's just kind of a dumb idea that that would actually happen. Yeah. Okay. 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 So fair enough. That, I grant you that. But <laughs> no, no, no. I love this movie so much <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. I'm willing to go in well, with it a little bit point. firing like, at all it. And the other like,
0: shit of it. Like all the other parts of it yeah. sort of make it better. It's cool. I grant I, it, you. Man, fucking wears uh, turtleneck sweaters and goes to the coffee cantata where a rock jazz flute band is playing. Yeah. With his with with Jacqueline Bissett, like one of the hottest yeah, women yeah. maybe in history. Yeah, of, yeah. Of, of all of Hollywood it's just no no my intention isn't to,
1: isn't to go through and, and talk about everything that falls apart in the movie no, it's no. actually that I love the movie so much that I feel safe Just going like, oh, this never made sense to me. Okay. So, so, and then it's a tone movie. It really is. But somehow also this apparently powerful politician played by Robert Vaughn is also tricked into believing that the double is in fact, Johnny Ross. and And so calls for witness protection. And this is where Steve McQueen comes in to babysit him with, uh, with a couple of other cops at a hotel.
0: Right. Right. And, um, I, come, I, I found this out later on but that uh, Steve McQueen actually did like the method actor thing and followed this guy who was an actual San Francisco cop who was really kind of famously a weirdo yep. <laughs> and he followed him around to sort of get his mannerisms and he, there was the like his um, his uh, shoulder holster mm-hmm. was like was 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 very rare the shoulder holster he had in the thing and he copied it from that cop that he was following around mm-hmm. the guy was the guy had been part of the Zodiac case and all like that but uh, so I don't know I, I just found that like an interesting piece of trivia but Yeah, I mean it's just it's just I don't know. It's such a it's such a time and place movie. Oh yeah. San Francisco at its coolest, I think.
1: It's the year after the summer of love. I mean, presumably maybe filmed during the summer of love. We could look that up, but Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, no hippies uh, coming over the hills. I
1: love some of the stuff. I mean, the whole the whole interplay between because when, when McQueen goes to meet um, Robert Vaughn who to to get the assignment. He's been mm-hmm. recommended to, to sort of like be the witness protection for, for the soak the, the phony turns out, Johnny Ross. Right. They meet at this this house which we pegged when we talked about Rita Hayworth as part of the um, the Pal Joey. Um mansion, oh, the Sparkles Mansion, yeah, yeah, and so we think it's the same one, right? I think it is, yeah. Okay, so sure. so the interplay between that level of like San Francisco society, like the the ladies, billionaires, oh, flower yeah, yeah, club, yeah, yeah. where they meet, and then the the shitty, shitty embark South of Market, Um San Francisco hotel, where they're keeping the the what turns out to be the fake Johnny Ross. I love it. I love the the sort of the quietness that the director Peter Yates puts into like shitty AM. Uh, radio, music on a, <laughs> a transistor radio, while they're transistor kind of waiting radios, for yeah. for this hit to happen, and mm. then the hit that happens with, I don't know where they found this troll, but this this um, albino hitman and his right.
0: his um, his you sort of you side. Want? You know what you want in a hitman? Somebody who glows in the dark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's a really cool. I mean, this everything about it makes you feel. Yeah, like it's really very very cool and it's intense and it's got this tonality that's cool and yeah. there's a whole there are, and, it's and, also it's also a movie that sorry like, that comes in segments. So there's like we talked about like the the chase scene, we talked about the airport yeah. scene. There's a hospital scene, which is a whole huge like mm-hmm. 15% of the movie. By the way, side note, like, I'll t- toss it over to you. When that hit goes down and they have to take the fake turns out Johnny Ross to the hospital along with one cop who's been injured. Yeah. Um they all those cops are real cops in there, really? and, and my father-in-law was a cop in San Francisco at the time, and so he knew a lot of those. A lot of those guys in there are his friends, really, and so they got these paychecks from from oh, Steve wow. McQueen's Warner Seven Production Company. Okay. And he always complains, like, if he'd gotten paid, he would have saved the paycheck, but they all cashed it, went out and got booze and stuff. (laughs) A a check, a $50 check from Steve McQueen? Put it on the wall. yeah, you know? Uh,
0: Yeah, so anyway, so go ahead. uh, Well, you know, it's also like Robert Vaughn. I mean, there's, again, time and place, right? Robert Vaughn is clearly the establishment. You know, he's like, he's very polished, the establishment. And interestingly, uh, Steve McQueen plays, you know... um, Anti-establishment, but but in a very sort of quiet way. He's not sort of over the top, right? He didn't. He, didn't, he wears turtlenecks, right? <laughs> yeah. That's that's you know. So he's kind of sort of the classier end of the anti-establishment thing going on there, and you know he's pushing back. He's like, I'm doing, you know, he, he wants to do his job. He doesn't want to get dirt, involved with the dirty politicians, man. It's pretty. Uh, it's just. It's so yeah. It's so- it
1: was a big hesitation on on the Queen's part. I yeah. understand that, like, he didn't want to be seen as someone who is kind of more establishment, even. He's your point is well taken that yeah, he's yeah. he's the foil to, to Vaughn, but also in 1968 that this this film star is going to be like a cop. So that's this is why he helped, kind of created that like um, the turtleneck thing, and yeah. you know the, the yeah you know, he, he
0: deliberately courted that anti-establishment thing for sure, yeah, and pulls it off like again, but and again like in a way that that was effective without I guess being offensive. I don't know, I don't know at the time. Yeah, I guess so. And then then the whole there's a the whole hospital scene and that precedes the
1: chase and it's like the body is stashed and then so meanwhile there must be another Johnny Ross going along you know yeah. uh, and and you know and another thing that always bothered me that I to this day I'm not even sure that I have it right is like that San Mateo hotel scene, where right? mm-hmm. I think that's Suzanne Somers. It plays, is Suzanne Somers. She Summers, plays yes. the corpse. Yes, right?
0: that was her. That was her first non-speaking role.
1: So who is that? That lady is that the real Johnny Ross's wife?
0: No, that's <sighs> the fake Johnny Ross's wife who's coming to meet up with the fake Johnny Ross after he she, gets paid off. Oh, and she doesn't know that he's been killed, <coughs> right? She doesn't know that. She she, she doesn't really know any of John that, Doe, as far yeah. as anyone knows. But they, but but you wait know, wait is up. that
1: is she an actress playing the fake Johnny Ross's wife or
0: is she the mm-hmm. real? Legitimately, the wife of the guy who's playing the fake Johnny Ross.
1: Okay, but wait a minute. So then, the big, the, the thing that leads them to the airport. Sorry. No.
0: Yes. Keep going. No. 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 no this
1: isn't a criticism. I feel embarrassed because after all these years of loving this movie, I'm like, tell me what this. <laughs> like when he and and it's I think it's his name's Don. Gordon or something. It was a good friend of his and he played in, in a, a number of Steve McQueen movies, but he's the guy who's his partner. He's a guy who comes yeah. in at the beginning. Right. And, okay, So, so they go to that hotel somehow. This woman's murdered. So like somehow they're led on the trail to go there. Oh, there's a connection to the fake Johnny Ross. Okay, fine. But then they open the suitcase and it's like, they see passports or tickets. So somehow that leads them to the airport, but it's like, I don't know how they put all that together in any
0: way, but I'm not a cop. Well, He's a cop. That's what he is. Right. <laughs> Puts on his, McGruff, uh, his yeah. McGruff trench coat. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. Okay, so so they go there. Uh, I, how they... I don't remember. Hold on. Back it up. How did they berk, get berk, to berk, the berk. fucking hotel? I don't know. Oh, there was the phone call. Again, Robert Duvall gives them the uh, oh, They were able to trace Duvall. the phone call, which goes to the hotel yeah. in that room. So they go to the room. They find the body. They, cr- they crack open the suitcase, and they find you know the travel plans and the destination and that leads them into the that leads them to the airport. This is such a strong movie and it has such a reputation that the the undoing
1: we're doing to it right now is it's fine. Somebody yeah would
0: you but okay I was talking about this the other week actually I think last week with you. Yeah. Which is there's a thing about watching a movie when you're sufficiently young yeah. that you don't that, that that I wonder if if we had watched this as full grown adults we would have gotten this much sooner. It took me years of sort of rethinking this movie to sort of piece this part of it together. So Gee. so maybe that's just a flaw from when we saw it, in relative to our lives. <clears throat> I don't know. It could be, but I I think that it's just that that the
1: director puts it together in a weird way where it's like there's a bunch of segments. There's yeah. like it's episodic. This movie, mm-hmm. and it's like it keeps go. He keeps trying to sort of go um, in a, a in a strange like algorithm where it's like it's comp part part of one episode is sort of compact, right? It's like in this this horrible hotel or at the hospital, and other episodes are sort of like. A, a car chase, or like he and Jacqueline Bisset on the way to the, the San Mateo Hotel, and it's sort of out in the open and out of the city, and it's like in the city, out of the city, compact space, open space. Okay, let's back this up. You know what? Yeah. yeah okay. You know
0: what I'm going to say? I'm going to say mm-hmm. fuck both of us on this one here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Both terrible movies. No, no, <laughs> what are no, no. The, the the problem, or I guess what we're we're, you know what we're really saying is I don't think the director led us by the nose enough.
1: Uh. Yeah, but it's not like Which
0: a, would, would, this would not be allowed to happen in a movie today, but it's kind of one of the oh, joys no, of older no, movies. No, 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 I disagree. Yeah.
1: I, I think I was just going to to say if someone like Paul Thomas Anderson oh, well, or, yeah. or or the Coen <laughs> brothers sure, or whatever, yeah, okay. they leave things that are unstated <laughs> that people talk about, like, what did that no thing No country mean? for old man, goddammit. Right, yeah, and it's like, so I'm not going to, I, I do like this movie a lot but mm-hmm. I don't want to give the director or the writers or anything else credit enough for like it was something like a P.T. Anderson move I think that yeah you're right that maybe it asks you to put things together but what's unfair about that is it gives you such a cool tone that you're not <laughs> you incentivized really do to do yeah. it yeah, 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 yeah. okay alright fair I enough I mean even the thing like okay I'm sorry this last or maybe maybe it goes the other direction he goes to North Beach this is just a little bit before the famous car ch- uh, chase ah, and he's, uh, in Enrico's. Enrique's coffee shop and he sees Enrico's. the Enrico's coffee right. shop. He sees the, uh, I don't know, the guy who's giving him information. But it's like there's never. You just all you know is like, so, like here's more information, and I just trust Steve Queen that he has it and knows what to do with it. But there's no real link as to how that information no, got there. But you know
0: what? He's in North Beach. Yeah, he's talking to a gay snitch. It's fucking awesome. It's like yeah. gay. Uh, maybe <laughs> he might be. Yeah, he's dressed so well. But then again, you never know. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean it's it's got a great soundtrack, of course, too, oh, right? Lalo Schifrin, God damn it! What, what's his name? Lalo Schifrin. Lalo Schifrin. Did, did he do anything did? else that we know? Um, probably, I couldn't tell you. Mm. He's kind of a yeah. He's kind of a. Yeah, he was. He was fucking. He was just. He, he, he had that same quality of cool, like you know, lots of saxophone stuff and things like that. That was just. I don't remember another movie he did, but I'm sure he did many. I mean the, you know Clark, McQueen I to, did I want to look that up now. the
1: same year McQueen did um, the Thomas Crown affair. Yeah. And and McQueen thought which I by same the way. By the I way. like I like that movie yeah, uh, yeah. a lot more than other people do. But I but the fact that he thought that was so much better a movie than Bullet. Really?
0: Well I, I think that Steve okay.
1: McQueen the thing with Steve McQueen is, it speaks a lot to the fears he had of like not being an intellectual. He had this weird sort of thing yeah. where he thought he wanted, he, James Dean had it too, where it's like yeah. he wanted to be taken seriously and put on wanted glasses to or grow a beard.
0: Brandy, right?
1: Yeah. And so he, you know, a couple of years earlier when he did the sand pebbles, mm-hmm. it was like he had this this historical context and an and epic script to sort of take him through that. And then a couple of years later when he does um, the movie with Dustin Hoffman, the uh, Devil's Island movie, Papillon, mm-hmm. he has the same sort of thing. But in the middle, he's sort of on his own. And I don't think Steve McQueen even knows himself. That's kind of the tragedy of Steve McQueen is is we get to judge yeah. him better than he gets to judge himself. He's kind of like an Alan Ladd I want to read
0: I've I, I, actually recently, I, did, uh, I guess I did a little bit of Wikipedia reading on him. I want to read a, like an actual biography now because he seems... As you say, he seems like a man who's kind of missing some parts. A uh, Steve McQueen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That'd yeah. There's a whole history behind his, his Okay, Malo Do you mind if I... Theme from Mission Impossible. He created. I'll just put
1: this on while you're talking.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, television show Mannix, which I remember. I remember Mannix. Yeah, yeah. Starsky and Hutch. Good
1: stuff, teddy bear.
0: Theme from Enter the Dragon. Okay. Bullet and a bunch of other stuff I've never heard of. Yeah, I mean... But listen to that right there. God damn. God, I want to wear a fucking miniskirt.
1: This is... I want you to wear one too. This, this movie is also... Um, Look at these names. One of those things that's got a great theme but they, they shoehorn it in in different versions. Yes. Like This is, I think, played in that, that very hippie rock um, flute early Jethro Tull band that we see with Jacqueline Bisset. I think this song is actually in there somewhere. The theme yeah, shows it's, up. Yeah, it's
0: and, running around in the background and then the, and, then the, and then the band starts jamming out and then the chase has its own theme. It's oh, of a, course. It's, it's, a, it's a much more mechanical sounding. It's fucking... Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's oh, great. At least on the... Fuck! <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, so... No this, fight, it's no Booker T and the MGs but it's pretty good. If we come
1: back to um, this as like part of the core four, right? So this is like at your dad's. Yeah, a, I would call Sunday this absolutely is call. the
0: flagship of the core four. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Religiously. This to and, and when I say religiously, I'm not sure if I'm using that necessarily uh, in any kind of uh, symbolic way. I think, uh, yeah. In a sense, it almost was dad's. because, And I think this, this movie, as much as anything, because of when it came out mm-hmm. and where it was about. Was really important to dad You know This was like When he was in his young manhood Mm -hmm. About the city that he Was part of Like okay So that restaurant that they went to Mm -hmm. That was a real place He went there with my mom
1: yeah. Thinking. Well, also, I think like I mean, uh, tragedies can't happen. There, there are people of a certain um, time. So it's like San Francisco in nine, the year before Bullet is a summer of love, right? Yeah. And it's forever had this thing stamped on it, right? It's kind of like it's progressive and it's far out. So, so what happens yeah. if you're let's say let's say in your mid twenties, right? Yep. But you don't like. You like some things that are happening in the late 60s and can move on to the 70s, like um, key parties or something like that. You like that and you like wearing a turtleneck Mercer, yourself and yeah. everything else. But you're not really down with all the stuff. I think Steve McQueen in Bullet is kind of like a good representation of that. Because he, Steve McQueen, Frank, um, what's the character's name? Bullet.
0: Oh Frank yeah,
1: Pope. Frank Bullitt, <laughs> 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 Bullitt is—he's—he's he's sort of like like someone your dad's age during nineteen sixty-eight, yeah. which is like he's sort of down with some of it, you know. Some yeah. this easy easy little dad for all of, of his
0: conservatism later on was, yeah, yeah. was like at that time there's pictures of him but like with uh, like a peace symbol medallion and wearing a fucking turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, but also not going all, the other way either. Well, I'm pretty sure he was doing it for, to get laid, but yeah, as yeah, much yeah.
1: as anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, a great. I mean, obviously, a great movie. And I think you're right. I think putting this as like the center of the core four, like at the hierarchy, it's it, of the core four is important. We we'll call this home base because you have four. It's core right? four it's home center. base. We call this first home base. base, second base. Third base, and as I believe, <sighs> home base.
0: <laughs> well, that's good at first. One. Oh, but yeah, no. This is yeah. This is yeah, absolutely the, uh, the the center of the core four. There's no doubt about it. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, we cut to me and my brother in a ditch somewhere fighting it out. Both of us out of breath because we're fat and old. Mm, Keep going, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where you got? that. Uh, just, yeah, I'm just saying, Chuck and I will probably disagree about that too. I don't know. Uh, um, so,
1: so okay. Oh yeah, and obviously, we highly recommend this movie. I <sighs> mean, okay. I mean, anything in this series of the core four. It's we're one of, it's
0: one of the greatest, not great movies of all time.
1: I think that's the other thing we we definitely like solidified here is that it's it's actually not a it's great not movie. not citizen
0: fucking king. I mean, the thing but is... God damn it. If it, 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 Sometimes the point of a movie is just to shut off your brain and enjoy a fucking movie. Well, but it it's is.
1: not... See, that's... I don't want to leave it on that note, Tom. I don't... Because it's not... The whole point is you're not shutting your brain. The fact that we struggled with this movie over years is not shutting your brain. This isn't like a quote-unquote guilty pleasure either. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's guilty pleasure or necessarily a great movie. It's a movie that... Oh, okay. It's a movie that at different times in, in Hollywood history, we've had this movements where the tonality or what do we call it? Um, stylization mm-hmm. is preeminent, a preeminent Absolutely. sort of mechanism yeah. of the movie. And that's what's happening well, what
0: here. Are, what are movies like that? Well,
1: I mean, look, I, this popped in my head, although it's, <laughs> it's not obviously related, you know, Madman is is yeah. a good is yeah. a good story. Yeah. By the yeah. way, it is yeah. a yeah. good it's,
0: story. It, excellent. Yes. It is a good good story. But we watch it because that fucking those suits are awesome and that furniture is everything. It's the thing. first thing we do, right?
1: <laughs> and and so if I go back to movies that we love, okay, I'll give you a good example of one that I think you and I disagree about. I think Super I love list, I Dark Passage a lot more than you do.
0: Really? Okay. I think I do. I love Dark Passage. I love Dark Passage. Okay. Terribly flawed movie. Yes, it, and, it's a movie that bears no. Don't think about it for a and minute. If,
1: and if and if it weren't for the stylization, I'm not even. I'm not even referring to the point of view thing with his face. Yeah. Forget not putting that aside. Yeah. Even if without, that's maybe the weakest component of the movie. Without yeah. those style, those flourishes of stylization, you would more quickly realize what a
0: mediocre movie that possibly is. Yeah. Oh, so now, when we say that, are we saying <sighs> that fucking apartment was amazing? <laughs> it's like, where Lauren Bacall lived? No, no, I get the reference, but I'm not sure. Uh, like that's like just the style of that apartment and that that, oh, that, yeah. that setting right there. That was, but
1: part I mean of that's it, I, I mean pardon me, Tom. I don't mean Ooh, to criticize you, wow. but that's probably the worst example because it's just sort of like it's always sort of there in the background. I'm talking mm-hmm. about much more specific things like like the the the, the cab driver, and the cab driver, yes, and and the the doctor, and uh, anyway, it's what a bulldog. Yeah, which we've already done this. That. I know, but it's fucking amazing. No, no black does it's eyes. only meant it's to the same character. Yeah, it's only meant to uh, <laughs> to illustrate mm-hmm. what okay. I want to talk about you get already, so mm-hmm. anyway, all right. Um so that's our first our first episode in the series of the core four. <laughs> yes sir. All right, buddy. <gasps> Have a good day. Sorry, I love that voice so much.